to lose I feel unqualified for what you're calling me to Alone with your strength I've got no excuse Cause broken people are exactly who you use So give me faith like Daniel in the lion's den Give me hope like Moses
you so much, Angela. Thank you. Well, good morning, church. Let's stand together. Let's sing about the time we're going to be in heaven. Amen. Oh, let's sing now. When the trumpet. When, when the, the trumpet of the Lord shall sound and time shall be no more and the morning breaks eternal bright and fair when the saved of earth shall gather over on the other shore and the roll is called up yonder i'll be there when the roll, when the roll is called up yonder when the roll, when the roll is called up yonder this morning yeah well good morning it's so good to see you in worship this morning if you're visiting with us you're our honored guest
worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. So take a few moments and greet somebody around you and tell them how happy you are to see them this morning.
that this morning. Yeah, we believe that this morning. Oh man, the battle is won because of our King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He has victory, which means we have victory this morning, church. It's because of how great he is and his love and his grace and his mercy. He is worthy of praise this morning. There is no power greater than our God. He is worthy of all the praise. So no matter what you're going through in your life this morning, know that you have victory in his name. He's great. He's almighty. He's conquered the grave. He has overcome the world so that we can have hope for tomorrow. Jay, come lead us in this song. You give life. You are love. You bring light to the darkness. You give hope. You restore every heart that is broken. And bring It's your breath in our lungs, so we 
praise him, church. Amen.
Santíssimo. I'm so grateful to see each of you here this morning, and I will echo what that great hymn just shared, that great is our faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies we see all we have ever needed. His hand hath provided. Great is his faithfulness unto all of us. I'm so grateful for God's faithfulness and for his promise to be with us. My family and I would like to share our gratitude for all the prayers that have been lifted up for us and our mother uh, during this past week. We have felt the prayers and the love and the support. We can't thank you enough for your prayers and ask for continued prayers for us. But thank you so much for being here today on a cold, uh, wintry day, but you chose to be in God's house. And I pray his richest blessings upon you. So thankful that we can go to the Lord in our time of need, our time of grief, our time of pain, our time of praise, our time of thanksgiving, our time of rejoicing. And whatever's going on in your life right now, God meets us right where we are, and he gives us his strength. I know my wife, Kelly, sent me a text before the early service today, that the passage of scripture, that when I am weak, then I am strong, and that's through Christ. I'm so grateful for that promise that he gives us the strength that we don't have on our own. If you'd like to tap into that strength and into that power, this altar is open if you want to come kneel or if you want to stand where you are. If you're watching online today, wherever you may be, would you join us in prayer as we lift up our prayers together? Would you come join me this morning as we pray together? God, we come to you today with grateful hearts. We come today, oh God, with heavy hearts. We come with hearts rejoicing. We come with broken hearts. We come understanding that your word is true and that your promises are true. And even though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we do not have to fear evil. Because you promised to be with us, your rod and your staff, they comfort us. And thank you, O oh God, for this church, for the love they have shown our family over these last several days. And Father, I pray that um, they would know how much we love and appreciate each of them. Lord, I'm so grateful, we're so grateful for my mother who has received the ultimate healing in being with you. God, it's hard for us to be sad knowing where she is and what she's doing. But Lord, as I say so often, when we love much, we hurt much. But God, we are grateful that your Holy Spirit gives us that supernatural strength 
and ours is not enough. And God, there's some folks here today that need that strength. They need that strength, God, in their marriage. They need that strength as they battle their addiction. They need that strength as they suffer from depression or anxiety. They need that strength, God, in their loneliness. They need that strength, God, to have the boldness to come profess their faith before people to acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord. Oh, Father, we continue to pray for this church that we would always be a lighthouse shining on this hill, drawing people to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Father, I pray for every home and every family that's represented that you would be with them in a special way, be with our children, our students, God, be with all ages, our senior adults, be with every age to know that we are loved by you and that we strive, O oh God, to honor and to glorify you by the way we live. Lord, we continue to pray for healing in our land. We pray for our leaders and pray, O oh God, for continued prayers for Israel. We continue to pray, O oh God, for peace in each of our hearts. Father, we just pray that if there are folks in the hospital today, that you would anoint them with your Holy Spirit and your healing touch and strengthen their families for that difficult task. And Father, I pray that if there are those here again that have never placed their faith and trust in you, that today would be the day of salvation for one, for many. Maybe for someone watching today, this message might be just for you. So, Father, we ask now that your Holy Spirit would continue to sing and play through our musicians and speak through your servant and through the power of your word. And, Father, we'll just thank you again and praise you for your great faithfulness. For we pray all these things by faith in the strong name of Jesus. Amen. This morning, if you have your Bible with you, I invite you to turn with me to a book that I love to share from. It's uh, becoming one of my favorite, but it's also a powerful, powerful passage, and I'll share a little bit more about uh, that in just a moment, but we'll be reading out of Philippians 1, beginning with verse 21, for to me to live is Christ. And to die is gain. If I am to go on living in the body, this will mean fruitful labor for me. Yet what shall I choose? I do not know. I am torn between the two. I desire to depart and be with Christ, which is better by far. But it is more necessary for you that I remain in the body. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain and I will continue with all of you for your progress and joy in the faith, so that through my being with you again, your boasting in Christ Jesus will abound on account of me. 
This is the word of the Lord, and blessed be the name of the Lord. stars ablaze only one could breathe life into clay only one can quiet raging seas only one has power to Only one spoke countless stars ablaze. Only one could breathe life into clay. Only one can quiet raging seas. Only one has power to
Amen. Thank you all for that powerful message and song. And all the praise belongs to Jesus. And we give him all the glory again for his faithfulness. Thank you all for reminding us who deserves all the praise and the glory. I thought it would be fitting with the weather like it is outside to tell you a little funny that maybe you've heard before. But there was a blonde who was out driving her car and uh, a snowstorm came. And uh, as this snowstorm came, she didn't panic. She didn't fret. She remembered what her father had taught her through the years. If you are ever caught in a snowstorm, wait until you see a snowplow and then follow the snowplow. So that's exactly what she did. She waited several minutes. A snowplow comes by and she began to follow the snowplow. It was about an hour later that the driver of the snowplow noticed this car following him. And so he got out of the truck and he walked back to the car and he said, ma'am, is everything okay? She said, yes. She said, my father taught me if I was ever caught in a snowstorm that I was to wait. And if I see a snowplow to follow the snowplow and that's what I've done. He goes, okay. So well, I'm finished with Walmart's parking lot. You going with me over to Best Buy? in the parking lot. <laughs> it's hard to believe 2024 is off and running. And maybe you had good intentions to begin the new year on the right foot. You were going to do some things that you haven't done in a while. You were, you were making some positive changes you were going to uh, eat less and exercise more. You, you planned to um, start putting away bad habits and old habits and start developing some new habits, good habits like daily prayer and daily Bible reading and, and maybe doing devotions or, or maybe getting to church more regularly or, or maybe you were trying to witness and share more. Maybe you've had all these great thoughts on your heart, but the year just hasn't started like you had hoped and like you had planned. I know for us, the year has not started uh, like we had hoped and like we had planned. It was on Christmas night that my mother began to feel really bad, and so uh, my brother Tim took her to the ER over in Lexington, and uh, they diagnosed her with flu and RSV. And uh, for whatever reason, that night, they sent her home, still feeling poorly. And it was just a few days after that that my mom would continue to decline and, and became more ill with her oxygen level uh, dropping dangerously low. And after a telehealth appointment with her physician, said, you all need to go uh, to the ER right away, and so an ambulance was called to take my mom to the hospital, and uh, my mother fought a beautiful fight as she was in the hospital 17 or 18 days. Uh, she also developed pneumonia, and, uh, and then eating became an issue, and nutrition became an issue, and she was fighting with all of her might, and my brother and I, our families were fighting alongside her. 
And uh, it was some of the darkest, most difficult hours. And if you've ever stayed with a loved one at the hospital for any amount of time, those nights become long and very difficult when you watch the oxygen level on the monitor drop and the alarms sound. And that is a difficult, difficult thing to watch and experience. Maybe you're here today and some alarms have been going off in your life and your spiritual life and breath has been dropping and uh, you know that something needs to happen for you to, to be able to survive, for you to, to be able to weather this storm and keep on going. While in the hospital, God laid this passage of Scripture on me. Well, there were many passages of scripture that my brothers and I shared with my mom and there were many prayers that were lifted and maybe you'll hear more about that later but there was a scripture passage out of Philippians that I read for you today that some scholars believe this is the key passage potentially for this entire letter. This, this passage that I read shared Paul's motive and his mission. And remember, when Paul wrote this, he was in prison. He was in prison for his faith and message in Christ. And Paul was understanding how brief life really is. And also his motivation to keep on living. And in this passage today, um, we know not only was Paul writing to thank the Philippians for sending him a, an offering or a gift and he was also encouraging them to stand firm in the face of persecution, rejoice regardless of their circumstance. But I think Paul was allowing us to see his heart and his humanness. This great man of God was very much human, and uh, he was allowing us to take a glimpse at his struggle of where he was in this beautiful passage, we see Paul setting an example for us. My prayer is that you'll have victory in 2024. We've been singing about that. God laid on my heart recently to do a sermon series starting next week, Victory in the Lord in 2024. Victory in the Lord in 2024. We're going to be talking about a lot of things we struggle with and how God gives us victory over those challenges and over those many times obstacles or roadblocks that Satan puts in our way. But today, if you're feeling overwhelmed, if you're feeling sad, if you're feeling uh, depressed, if you feel like you're fighting an uphill battle, then God has an encouraging word for you because through this scripture, we see Paul's focus. And I pray we would see the focus that we have. In verse 21, Paul said, For to me to live is Christ. Let me ask you, what is your focus as you go into this new year? What is your focus? Paul did not say, For to me to live is money. He did not say, For to me to live is power and possessions. He did not say, for to me to live is, is influence, for me to live is popularity and fame or recognition. He did not say, for to me to live is, is possessions, for to me to live is sports, 
He said, for to me to live is Christ. Only Christ can satisfy. Everything else is temporary, but only Christ can bring true satisfaction. And maybe you're here today and and you've not understood that, but Paul did. He said, for to me to live is Christ. And when I think about that, then it encourages me that that is our motivation to keep on keeping on. When life throws curveballs, when we are faced with hardships, we think about what Christ has done for us. And as a matter of fact, Jesus said it this way in Luke 9, 23, if anyone would come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. That's living for Christ, not for self, for to me to live is Christ. If anyone would come after me, they must first deny themselves, take up their cross daily, and follow me. I think about what Jesus uh, would say in Matthew 16, 26, when Jesus said, what good will it be for a person to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their soul? Paul said in Romans 12 too, do not conform any longer to the patterns of this world, but rather be transformed by the renewing of your mind or your spirit. And then Jesus said in John 10, 10, the thief comes only to steal and to kill and to destroy, but I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. And if you're living for anything or anyone else but Jesus Christ, you're never going to be satisfied. But when you allow Christ to have first place, that's your motivation for living, you will find satisfaction. The late great evangelist Billy Graham said to make it your goal to become more like Christ by not allowing sin to have its way, but instead that we are to pursue that which is pure and holy in God's sight. And may we not follow after sin in its way, but we would follow the way of the Lord to live a godly and to live a holy life. I don't know if any of y'all have been watching the, the football playoffs that have been going on. Our, our Packers lost last night. I, I'm a Packer fan. You know, I, I've never been a big pro sport fan. I, I've been more of a college football, college basketball, but um, I, I love watching pro basketball with my son, and, and we're, we're Golden State Warriors fans. It's a rough year this year, and then, and then our Packers get beat last night. But I'm not a, uh, a big uh, Houston Texan uh, fan. I don't know if you are, but C.J. Stroud, who's a rookie quarterback, they lost last night to the Baltimore Ravens, but this man is, I'm quickly becoming a fan of C.J. Stroud. You know why? Because he did a press conference, wore a t-shirt that had Jesus on the t-shirt, and he made this statement. He said, Jesus Christ laid down his life for all of us. I really believe that. He said, this is bigger than football. 
He said, football is my platform, but spreading the gospel of Jesus is my purpose. Isn't that awesome? That C.J. Stroud, this rookie quarterback, you know, would be as bold to share his faith. And he's done it on numerous occasions, giving God all the glory. That football is just his platform to share his faith. And I pray that whatever we do, we would use it as a platform to share our faith. Paul said, for to me to live is Christ. And remember, he's in prison when he wrote that. But he said, and to die is gain. Now, how could he say that? That's where faith comes in. We have focus, and then we have faith. Our faith lets us know that even though we go through those dark times, even though we go through the valley of the shadow of death, that we have the hope of eternal life. Paul knew that if he were to die, he would instantly go to be with the Lord. For to me to live is great. But to die
There be no more imprisonments and interrupted peace. There be no more problems, no more pain. He would be with the Lord. It would be a heavenly union and reunion. The union would be the perfect relationship with Christ would be fulfilled. The reunion would be that he would be with those loved ones have gone on before. And I couldn't help but think that as we were in my mom's hospital room to know that she has been reunited with my dad. And I think about that reunion with her parents and my great-aunt Maymay and, and my uncles and aunts that have gone on. We're sad, but she has gained. She's receiving that beautiful reward for living a life of faith. Do you have that faith? We read in, in uh, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, For it is by grace that you have been saved through faith, and this not from yourselves, it is the gift of God. Hebrews eleven six. And without faith, it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to Him must believe that He exists, and He rewards those who earnestly seek Him. I shared this passage with my mom on more than one occasion. John 14 that I shared this past Wednesday night. 1 through 4, do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God, trust also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you, I'm going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me so that you also may be where I am. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 2, 9, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love Him. Isn't that beautiful to know that He's prepared a beautiful place for those who love Him and who have faith in Him? And I think about what Paul said, and I shared this verse with my mom Two before she passed, First, Second Timothy 4, 7 and 8, when Paul was at the end of his life in that old cold Roman dungeon, when he said, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there's in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. Not only to me, but to all those who have longed for his appearing. That's why. Paul could say, for to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. He was going to receive that crown of righteousness which the Lord, the righteous judge, would award to him on that day. Now this past Monday night after my mom passed, Kelly and I, my family, we were walking down the hall of Abdus Health as we were, had come downstairs from the fifth floor I'll never forget room 583. And as we came downstairs and we were going down the hall, I turned to Kelly and I said, and I think you all understand this, I said, I don't want to come back to this hospital for a long time. <laughs> and I visit hospitals as part of my job and to do ministry. I said, I don't want to come back to this hospital for a long time. It was on Wednesday that I came back to church. I, I just felt like I needed to get back. You know, I can stay at home at Grieve or I can come to work in Grieve. 
you know, I can curl up in a ball or I can try to make a difference for the kingdom of God. And, and so Wednesday, I opened an email that I had received from one of our church members who uh, did not know what had been going on in our family and for us. And they shared that their loved one, their mother, was in the hospital at Baptist Health and shared that she was battling cancer and it had metastasized and that she had given her life to Christ many years ago but had never been baptized and wanted to know if I could come baptize her. I just looked up at the Lord and I said, God, you're faithful and you've got this. And uh, so when I called her back, and I shared what had been going on. She said, well, don't worry. She was very sweet. She said, we can get a chaplain. You don't need to. I said, I'm your pastor. I don't want some uh, chaplain that you don't know. To I want to come, and I want to baptize your mother. And last Thursday, there was a beautiful baptism of Stacy Fish's mom, Peggy. And as I, I took a cup of water, and baptized her in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And we rejoiced with Billy and Stacy and, and Teresa was there, wash and, and, and Steve, her husband, and we celebrated that no matter what happens, she has secured her reservation in heaven for eternity. We pray for healing on this side. But the ultimate victory is when we get to heaven. And maybe you're here today and you need to understand when we have faith in Christ, to die is gain. We don't have to be scared. The devil wants us to be afraid. The devil wants to rob us of that peace. Don't give him that victory. That's where our faith kicks in. JT was so willing to come preach today. I appreciate so much Sean and JT filling in in my absence and have done a great job. But you know why I wanted to come and preach today? To let you know the faith that I try to preach to you all every week, that I'm applying it to my own life, and it works, and it's true, and we can't do it without His power and His strength. I want you to know that my faith is real. And even though I'm hurting and I'm grieving, and it sure would have been easy as late as yesterday, JT, I thought about calling you, and I thought, no, I'm going to do this, and I know God will give me the strength to get through it, so I'm so grateful for his faithfulness. But may we go into this new year with focus, may we have faith, and lastly, that we would have fruitful labor, we would have fruitful labor. Paul said in verse 22 that if I'm to go on living in this body, it will mean fruitful labor for me. Yet what shall I choose? I do not know. And then if we would read on, he said, I will remain. I will remain so that the love of God may abound more and more. Look, we all can do something for the Lord. We are to have fruitful labor. Paul was saying, look, if I am to remain, I'm going to keep ministering to the to my brothers and sisters at Philippi. If I remain, I'm going to keep witnessing to the guards that are guarding me here in Rome. If I am to remain, that means I'm going to write more letters 
and begin more churches and I'm going to make more of a difference for the kingdom of God. If I am to remain, I'm going to continue to serve and have fruitful labor. Let me ask you, do you have fruitful labor for the Lord? Are you doing something? Romans 12, 6, we have different gifts according to the grace given us. Ephesians 2, 10, we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works. We all can do something regardless of your age. I have to tell you, I praise God that my mother, who would have turned 91 in April, was still serving with fruitful labor for the Lord. It was on Christmas Eve, she sat at this piano, and I appreciate the senior uh, adult class, couples class, putting a rose up here in her memory today. She was still serving. She would still call people and share Christ. She would still write cards of encouragement to people. She would continue to come to church and to encourage people and constant encouragement to me and my brothers and our family. I shared, and I'll share again a little later, that my day began with a phone call to my mother. And most days, that was my last call of the day. My first call of the day was to my mom, and usually the last call of the day was to my mother. And just not real long ago, I was going through a, a time of discouragement and questioning myself and and I shared my heart to my mom, and my mom said to me, Honey, you keep on preaching. She said, You keep on preaching. And I went to do what my mom did. She served to bring glory to God. And I went to serve to bring glory to God. And I pray today that you would serve to bring glory to God no matter your age, no matter what you think your talent is, I think, Sean, maybe that's what you touched on last week, that we all can do something for the kingdom of God. And as we go into this new year, say, who can I influence? Whose life can I touch? Who, who can I share about Jesus on my sports team, in my classroom, or my coworker, or somebody I eat lunch with, or go to break with at work? Who can I share the love of Jesus with this year? Give me fruitful labor, Lord. When you do that, you'll be blessed. Not only will you be a blessing to someone else, but you'll receive a blessing. So I think about all these things today, and I appreciate you all being patient with me, but to God be the glory for his faithfulness. And I pray today, if you don't know Christ, Quit putting it off. We're not promised tomorrow. If you don't know him, give your life to him. Don't worry about what people think. Some of you say, well, I've been going to church for years. People are going to be surprised that I've never made a profession. It doesn't surprise God. And if you want to come today, it would be my honor to pray with you and you could receive Christ into your heart. It's no gimmick. It's no game. It's no show. It's for real. And if you want him into your heart today, I'll pray with you. Or maybe you're a Christian and you've lost your focus. You've been focusing on all the worldly things that are temporary. How about focusing on one, what that is eternal? What's going to happen after this life? 
We have the promise of eternal life. There's eternal death. Or maybe you're looking for a church. This is a wonderful church. and We would invite you to be a part of this family of faith. Whatever your decision, I'm going to invite you to come in just a moment as we pray together. Father, I pray right now in the stillness of this moment, if there are any folks here today that have never accepted Christ, for people watching online, maybe this message is for someone watching and they've never made a public profession of their faith. I pray, Lord, today they would place their trust in you. You're our only hope. And when we are in Christ, we'll see loved ones again. And what a day that will be. We'll see you face to face, Lord. Oh, Lord, maybe there's some Christians that are here and they've been angry, they've been bitter, they've allowed the world to creep in and steal their joy. Oh, God, rekindle, renew, restore their relationship with you and Bring them back to you today, Lord. Or Father, there's some folks looking for a church home, a church family. Maybe these people have been coming for years, but they've never become one with us here. God, give them the boldness and courage today. Again, not to worry about what anyone else thinks and just come as they are and say, I want to be a part of this family. I believe in you, Lord, and I believe in what you're doing here, and I want to be a part of it. I want to be a part of the fruitful labor that's taking place. Oh, God, give us the strength to come, even now, in Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to invite you, if you're in this place, to stand, and we're going to sing this beautiful hymn of commitment, Only Trust Him, Trust Him Now. I would be honored to pray with you. Won't you come as we sing together? Come every soul by sin oppressed, there's mercy with the Lord, and He will surely give you rest by trusting in his word only trust him only trust him only trust him now he will save you he will save you he will save you now for jesus Jesus shed his precious blood, rich blessings to bestow. Plunge now into the crimson flood that washes white as snow. Only trust him, only trust him, only trust him now he will save you he will save you he will save you now yes jesus is the truth the way 
so much for being here today and allowing uh, the Spirit of God to be in this place. Thank you for your patience with me and for your prayers. And uh, God is faithful. And if you are a guest, I hope you'll come back and see us again real soon and stop by the Welcome Center. If you are a first-time guest, pick up a free gift, small token of our love and appreciation for you coming. Uh, I want to make you all aware, most of you all probably already know, there's a visitation, 1.30 to 4 today, and a service in this room uh, as we uh, remember my mom uh, this afternoon, and so we invite you to come if you're able. Pray for us if you can't be here, because we need it. Pray for my brothers and me, and uh, as it's a time of celebration, but it's also a difficult time, so I know you all understand that, but we love you all. And uh, God loves you even more. So thank you for being here. Sean's going to close us in a song. Then Emily Kimball, our Deacon of the Week, is coming to close us in prayer. Thank you, Emily. Let's sing it together. When we all get yonder, when the roll is called up yonder, when the roll caught up yonder when the roll is caught up yonder I'll be there let us pray Father God we just thank you for this morning Father that we can come together to worship your name Father just help us to remember today's message that we would take it to heart and just remember to trust, trust in you and to go out and to share the good news. Father, I just want to pray a special prayer over the Lester family. Father, that you would just comfort them and give them strength for today and just the peace that they need. Father, just thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> 